on with me now is James Judge, someone who I uh, want to chime in and tune in, or I want you to hear as far as the mishandling of this Biden administration when it comes to uh, Hurricane Ian. You're listening to the C.L. Bryant Show over the largest tech talk platform in uh, the nation, Red State, Red State Talk. And uh, if you're traveling through Times Square, be sure to look up above Ripley's, believe it or not. And there you will see 24 hours a day, seven days a week, the C.L. Bryant Show pop up there on the big screen. CL's looking right back at you. And the Red State Talk Monster Billboard does have our host on there like Bill Martinez and Scott Adams. Hey, friends, get the unvarnished look at what's going on in America. To give us that now, James Judge, welcome back to the welcome back to CL Bryant Show. How are you, CL? Thank you so much for having me on. I'm I'm doing uh doing great. A little tired. We've been uh, we've been conducting rescue operations, maritime rescue operations, with a great nonprofit organization called Project Dynamo uh, down in Southwest Florida. Uh, we were one of the very first boats in the water, if not the very first boat, probably to conduct a maritime rescue operation. And uh, we did about 50 missions, rescued more than 40 people, uh, got 275 parrots, uh, two lemurs, several dogs and cats for the animal lovers out there. Anyone that we could get that needed to come off of those islands uh, from an area that looked really like a war zone, um, we were out there doing that, uh, helping out with Project Dynamo. And it's just been, I mean, I'm blessed to be able to have be able to uh, to go out there and help but it's it's been amazing to to see the carnage but then also to uh to be there for the people that needed it um, now you have brought to our attention that there might be in your estimation a mishandling of all of this uh how are you judging that talk to us about it sure well i mean i served in the u.s coast guard uh for for four years 2003 2007 um, I have deployed to Iraq for over a year. I deployed to Afghanistan with the Department of Defense. Um, the U.S. Coast Guard and uh, the Department of Defense have amazing capabilities, right? We have amazing uh, operational readiness capabilities, traditionally, at least from what I understand. And those capabilities include search and rescue, maritime search and rescue operations. They include uh, deploying landing craft to beaches, building bridges, right? I mean, the Navy CBs and the Army Corps of Engineers have floating bridges ready to be constructed anywhere in the world that we need to deploy them. Um, and we do these in war zones. We've been doing them since World War II. Uh, we have that capability, or at least we have had that capability. And we're going on, what, we're, we're over a week out now. Uh, the storm happened Wednesday, um, and we still don't have a bridge up for Sanibel Island. Uh, that's something that if the military wanted to, um, correction, that's something that the administration wanted to, they could task the military with doing, unless the military has lost their operational readiness capability. Either way, it's unacceptable. But I don't think that the military has lost that capability. I think they certainly have it. Um, from my experience in the military and with the DOD and with the Coast Guard, we have those capabilities, and I believe that this administration is choosing not to do that. Uh, you know, while we were out there conducting operations, and I'll explain that the, the geographic area is massive. We're talking about, um, and I only speaking to the area that I'm, I'm familiar with, that is ground zero. Uh, from Kea Costa to uh, North Captiva, Captiva Island, Sanibel Island, Pine Island Sound, um, Pine Island, Mat Lachey, uh, Bopelia, the hardest hit area where this storm came ashore. We saw maybe two Army Chinooks 
uh, National Guard Chinooks. We saw uh, approximately two Blackhawks and then uh, a couple Coast Guard helicopters um, and a Coast Guard C-130. And other than that, that was it. And, you know, we're talking, we could have had a Navy landing craft. We could have had LCACs on the beach with 180 troops per LCAC. And we could have had troops going door to door. It's not like we have a war going on right now. Um, the military would traditionally look at this in, in past experiences, and I know that the, I'm, I am sure that the military commanders probably want to. I'm not sure why this administration is refusing to, but this would be a great training opportunity. You know, the military looks for opportunities to train in areas that have denied communications capabilities, like we're currently seeing where all the cell towers are knocked down. They look to train in areas that have denied logistics capabilities, like places that have bridges knocked down. Um, this is a great area to practice uh, landing helicopters and, and uh, beaching boats and uh, doing missions that you don't typically get a chance to do. This is an opportunity for our military to be training. And if the executive branch, uh, if the Biden administration would be focused on uh, things other than racism, I couldn't believe our, our vice president said, uh, you know, that this that the, the big the big deal was equity and that we need to focus, you know, solely on communities of color. When going, nobody's worried about race out here. We rescue people no matter what skin color they are. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, you know, James, James Judge is my uh, guest. And I'm, I'm really, really glad that you are, are able to have a voice on this platform here today, James Judge, Be- because, listen, uh, what you're what I'm hearing you say is that we have the capability to do this through our military, which is fine and um, among the finest among us, but they're not being deployed to do. Is there any rhyme or reason for their uh, lack of the, the, the greatest tool that we have? Why aren't, is there any reason why we're not using this tool in your estimation, James Judge? Well, I mean, uh, look, I think that it, it boils down to one of two things. We, we talked about it. Either we've lost the military capability, which, again, I don't believe we have, but I'll leave the, the administration that potential out. And either we've lost the capability, which is unacceptable, or they're choosing not to deploy that. Look, what happened after COVID, we, we deployed military hospitals to cities and we built t- 10 hospitals that were never used, never, ever used. We didn't see a single patient in them. I don't know why we don't have the comfort down here, the USNS comfort down here helping out with rescues. I don't know why we don't have, uh, you know, treating people. We've got over 100 casualties already, um, people that have died in the storm, plus thousands injured. And I'm not sure why we don't have, you know, if, if and, and maybe that's not a need. I'm not sure. You know, the area we were working in was probably a 30-mile, 40-mile range that we were running around, uh, different boat missions, rescues, rescued uh, people in wheelchairs and amputees and senior citizens and uh, folks that needed to get to safety. Um, But, you know, and I'm not, look, I'm not knocking our, I don't want to be mistaken here. I'm not not, uh, knocking our military. I love our men and women in uniform. I served. Um, The state responders, fantastic. I, I believe that all of them want to go out there and do the job. I think it's the leadership that is failing. I think it's the administration, the Biden administration, that is choosing not to deploy them. And maybe that's because this is a district that's 75% Republican. Um, maybe that's why, you know, maybe they're looking wow. at it and everything that they, that they they decide is based on how is this going to play from, you know, an optics standpoint? How is this going to play? Are, are, is our base going to be upset that we're down there rescuing what they, what they look at as, you know, uh, white folks who are a little bit better to do? I hate to put it like that, and right. I hate to say it like that, but right. I genuinely think that they look at everything 
through a lens of how is this going to be viewed politically? Well, and first, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for your service to our country. And I want to ask you this question. James Judge is on with us uh, heading up. And, and I want you to tell everybody how to right now. I want you to tell everybody of how to get in touch with you, how to help you if they're so inclined. Before I ask you uh, the final question that I have for you here today. Talk to us, James. Sure. Well, I'm taking on a liberal Democrat, Kathy Castor. She has voted 100 percent with this administration, 100 percent with uh, with Nancy Pelosi. Um, she 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 voted and co-sponsored legislation to defund police. Uh, she is a 100 percent liberal Democrat and I'm going up against her. I have a chance to take out a sitting liberal Democrat incumbent who's been in office since 06. If somebody wants to help, they can go to judgeforcongress.com. Um, that's judgeforcongress.com, or we'll make it really simple for them. They can go to kathycaster.com. We bought that as well. So uh, they can visit any one of the, either one of those sites, and, uh, and they can help by contributing. Or, you know, look, I'll even take um, – the, I think the most important thing out there besides finances is prayer. I'll take prayer. You know, I think that the Lord's going to do something with this campaign. I think he's already done some things with this campaign. We won our primary uh, in a landslide by more than 25 points against an opponent who uh, outspent us 10 to 1. Keep the Um, momentum going. Keep the momentum going. Judgeforcongress.com. Is that right? Judgeforcongress.com. And uh, let me ask you this. You have your eyes on this, and I want to thank you for your service to our nation uh, you have your eyes on on this disaster there, and and uh, tell us about the rebuilding process. How long, in your estimation, uh, will it be re- rebuilt, or can it be rebuilt without uh, the tools that we have at, at our own disposal? And that's our American military. Uh, talk to us about that, and thank you so much for being here with me. Absolutely. Well, thank you again, Sal, for for I mean, just just allowing me to tell this story. Um, but. You know, it's going to take years for this region to be rebuilt and, and look. I mean, I don't never look the way that it once did. It'll look different. I'm sure it'll look beautiful again. I'm sure it'll be a lush, tropical, beautiful place again. But it's going to take years. Uh, there are, you know, we, we were crawling through houses uh, that were virtually non-existent anymore. Had walls ripped out, had, you know, ceilings ripped out, had no more roofs, um, refrigerators blown through walls. Uh, it is going to take a long time to rebuild. I will say this. What's amazing is when Americans come together. You you remember this like I do. After 9-11, you saw all Americans come together. It didn't matter what, what skin color, what your political affiliation was. We're Americans, right? And we, we love our country and we love our neighbors. Um, and, and we've seen a lot of that. We see, I mean, right now, I-75 is bumper to bumper. If you try to get on in Tampa and you're headed southbound, it is just filled still with power trucks and with supply trucks and disaster response vehicles and people that are coming down here to help. So the American public is helping. And I'm not, you know, criticizing the military. The military is capable and they're, they're eager to help. The, you know, you don't join the military to want to sit behind a desk. You join the military because you want to go deploy to combat zones to, uh, you go. You want to go deploy to areas of natural disaster because you want to go help out. And I know our troops want to do that. I, I'm calling on the administration to let them do that. Um, this doesn't need to be a, a partisan issue. It doesn't need to be something that is, you know, Republican or Democrat. Look, these are Americans that are in need of help. Uh, there are folks down in, in St. James City who, you know, all, they had trailer parks. You know, they, they lived in a in um, pre-manufactured homes that were devastated. Wow. Uh, 
there's people that lived in million dollar homes that were devastated, you know, that literally lost everything. I, I spoke to one woman. She had lived there for 47 years, raised her kids there. We went to rescue her. She didn't want to leave the first day. Um, the second day when we came back, we were able to get her off the island. But well, that's, you know, that, that's a, and this is real life action, real life rescue and people who survived a great tragedy. And James Judge, judgeforcongress.com, judgeforcongress.com. Listen, Godspeed to you, man. Thank you so much for being on here with me today. We're going to have you back uh, real soon, and uh, all the best to you in your run.